Hi, welcome to Diary of a Sex Therapist. My name is Elizabeth Akunili. So if you're joining me for the first time on this platform, the goal is to be spiritual, to be smart, and to be sexy. We are on a series called Staying in Your Call. Staying in Your Call. And we've had our first introduction session. And last week, we spoke about the distractions while staying at your duty post. The things that distract us, the things we crave for, the things that stress us, the things that put unbelief in our hearts. And I remember talking about a story where I was mentioning someone questioning what I do. The person was asking, are you sure this is what the Lord will have you do? Because I was already in doubt. He just sort of magnified this person's opinion. So we spoke about people's opinions and the others which you're supposed to go listen to if you've not listened to it already so i'm not going to be doing a recap today you're supposed to go listen to that session see it's a series it's a four-part series so if you miss any part of it you might really get to enjoy the entire series it's just four series so please do listen this is the third part of our series and today i'm going to be talking about the joys of staying in your call the joys of staying in your call every time i question and ask god is this what you want me to do? Like, you're sure you don't want me to go do something else? Like, Kai Alpha, should I do something else? You know, I could absolutely travel the world. I could absolutely travel, write, write about cultures, write about situations, social issues. You know, like, are you sure? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, but those moments when I've been doubting, I'm asking all those funny, funny questions. What happens is, I begin to experience the joys of staying in my call. For example, someone would just send me a random message and say, Oh, Lisa, I remember this conversation we had, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yes, I left that toxic relationship. Now my life is this. Oh, now I don't have an issue with timing. I now keep the time. Um, I feel better about myself. I now love my body. Just random text messages. Thank you for what you do. You know, thank you for what you do. And really sweet short messages and then most importantly i walk into places i have conversations with people and again there are people in my target audience i spoke about this in the first series where i was talking about how people will smile at me and i can literally tell this person is either from a broken home this person is in an abusive situation right now or this person is dealing with an addiction because that's what i have an anointing for and these people would naturally come around and when i queried it my friend said it's like jesus asking why do sick people come after me so you have an anointing for something don't worry today's episode is not going to be long it's just helping you refocus on the tiny joys of being in your call. The tiny things that happen when you stand in your anointing. It's how your friend has the back pain and you just put your hand on this person's back just in and the, the pain just, it just goes. It just goes. Because there's healing. Healing is something you have. It's how someone can be depressed and they just talk to you and it's done. That's all. All they needed to step out of depression was to have a tete-a-tete with you. And it's important. You cannot, you should not, you mustn't leave your duty post for another's because theirs looks more shiny or looks less stressful. If you do, you'll be frustrated. You would absolutely be frustrated. The place of your calling, however tasking, 
and distressing it may be when you go through phases, seasons of tears and worries and questions, however distressing it is. When you step in that place, you step in it with ease. It's not unusual to hear ministers of the gospel say that they are tired, bodily tired, but when they climb the altar, they have strength. That's their space. You see people tell you how they are tired, but the moment you bring business, their eyes just light up because somehow the money world is their thing. How someone can be bored and then you just bring up romance and they're all over the place because relationships are their thing. What's your thing? What's that thing you have an anointing for? You do it with ease. You might not have the resources to do it. Mind you, this is not about what you have opportunity to do. No, it's not about being opportunistic. There's the opportunistic part of it, but it's not about being opportunistic. Some of us are counselors to people by opportunity. Like, we're in leadership positions, so people just walk up to us and think, oh, because you're a leader, I should be able to talk to this person. That's an opportunity. You can develop your counseling skill there. But there are people who sit in the congregation. I mean, they hold no title, but somehow everyone just gravitates towards them for counseling. Everyone gravitates towards them for consultation. Everyone gravitates towards them for their opinion. And they have the capacity to make or map people's emotions, yet they hold no titles. It becomes important that you begin to check. Is this an area of anointing for me? When those people come to you, do you feel distressed? Do you get angry? Like, why are they disturbing me? Or is something you enjoy doing? Even when you don't even have the solution for them, but people come around you for those things, you can respond to them in a way that puts them at ease. There is the joy and the anointing of your call. Don't overlook it. Don't. Don't overlook it. When David was anointed king, one of the things that stood out for me was how David was a shepherd. David was not, how do I describe this? David had always had a thing for caring before he became king. He didn't become a shepherd because he was a king. He became a king because he was first a shepherd. He was first concerned about the flock he's in charge of. So even when David had not ascended the throne, the anointing for his call was already functional. So much that when vagabonds and men in debt came to him, the Bible said they became mighty men. That was his anointing at work. So when David becomes king, his people will be taken care of. It wasn't because they made him king and then he now has an opportunity to learn how to take care of people. That anointing was always on him. It just became announced. For some of us, we are waiting until people call us a certain title before we can actually do the things we know is our calling. Some of us are, I'm talking to a Christian audience, so I can afford to use the word pastor. Some of us are pastors, but... We don't want to do the job because after I'm not your pastor, why are people stressing me with all your problems? You have an anointing for it. So naturally, the problems for it will come to you. It's old. And you don't have to be called a pastor publicly or poured anointing on in public and announce the pastor. It just is. You carry the anointing. And the sooner you enjoy the ease it provides for you, the better. You won't struggle. You don't struggle in the area of your calling. You might not have all the resources again, I'm saying. You might not have all the teams you need. You might not have all the money and the location and everything. But when you do that particular thing, you do it with ease. You do it with results. Even in Nazareth where Jesus was not honored, Jesus still had the capacity to be a healer. 
So it's not about whether people honor it or people accept it. Yes, there's the part of people accepting it and honoring it that makes it magnified, that allows you do more. But whether people accept it and honor it or not, the anointing would always be there. The ease would always be there. So if you're constantly struggling to do what you should do, becomes a question, is this where you are supposed to be? If you've not listened to episode one, I recommend you go back and listen to it and find the recommended books. There's a link to it um, in the first episode, Finding Your Call by Dio Samuels, a podcast episode. I put in the link in the comment section so you can listen to that. It's important. It helps you find your core space. I hope this has blessed you. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at Minister Lisa, Minister S-T-A-R. Minister S-T-A-R, Minister Lisa at gmail.com. God bless you until next week, Friday, when we finish our series and go to the new series, Body. I'm so excited to talk about body because a lot of people are dealing with shame. My goodness, you will be amazed. I'm taking a survey right now on WhatsApp and the feedback I'm getting is just crazy and out of the roof. I've done a couple of episodes on body shaming, but this time around, we're just going to talk about body, like everything body. So don't miss out. Don't stop listening. God bless you. Share this podcast with a friend. Bye.